Hello, hello. I have Laura Avid with me here, which is very exciting. She's waving her hands around, a big smile in front of me. So Laura, introduce yourself to everyone. Uh, so hello, Sophia. Thank you for having me. Hello, everyone. My name's Laura and I am a mum of two and live with um, my husband and Owen and Sarah and Cobham. And uh, I am full-time mum and I'm a yoga teacher and mindfulness coach all about the mindfulness and I teach adults and I teach uh, children as well. Yeah so what made you want to get into that Laura? Uh, so my journey started um, actually when Owen was very little. Um, we were living in Balham and I found a hot studio in um, Balham. It was a Bikram studio um, and I was like, I need something where I can just have a bit of time for myself being, you know, like a new mom and needing to look after myself and having a bit of, bit of space. Um, and I took myself down to the hot studio and that's where it began. And I've never looked back since. Um, I got Al to come down on my 30th birthday. He, I said, come down for my birthday. Let's go and celebrate. I was like, come to hot yoga. So we, we went to hot yoga together um, and his journey started there as well. Um, so I've been practicing kind of, you know, for over over 10 years. Um, and then I um, was working as a project manager, um, had Owen, uh, then I got pregnant with Sarah and I tried to go back to work and um, it didn't really work. Um, didn't feel like I was being a um, very good mum or a very good employee and just felt like I was, you know, it just wasn't working in either area, felt like I was lacking. Um, and so I finished work and I continued my practice and my weekly practice, my one a week practice was my absolute like time out. Um, and if I didn't have it, I noticed it in my body and my mind and how I was and how I was parenting. Um, and I decided, we decided I wouldn't go back to work and we talked about, about it, you know, together. Um, but then I was like, but I do need to, you know, I do need to do something, have something myself as well as being a mum. Um, and uh, decided to train as a yoga teacher. And actually this week is my um, five year um, anniversary so it's perfect timing talking to you. Um, so I've been a yoga teacher for five years this year, qualified. Congratulations, Laura. That's really exciting. Five years. Um, and Thank also you. it's just funny you mentioned Al, because I think that's a lot of people's struggle is to get their partner or husband or whatever to join in with their new spiritual, I suppose, or more uh, mindful journey and it's and Al's not if you look at Al he's sort of a rugby player type isn't it he's quite he a is. sort of like yeah. broad guy you wouldn't expect him to necessarily be doing hot yoga with you but it just shows yeah. how much of an influence you doing it has on someone else around you doing it doesn't it absolutely and you know and actually the difference that I saw in Al and I do see in Al when he practices yoga regularly, it's like incredible, you know, because he's also getting what he needs to have that bit of time out, um, having like a reset. It's like, um, I call it like a, uh, like a brain break, you know, yeah. like when you're, when you're practicing, when you're moving, when you're breathing and connecting back to your body, 
you, you just can't think about anything else. It's so, you're so present in that moment. And, you know, sometimes if you, if your mind is busy and things pop into your mind, you know, you just practice to kind of let them, it's like, let them flow through. So you're not holding on to things while you're practicing because you're moving and you're breathing and you're going with the flow and you're connecting with your body. So you kind of, it's a real brain break from thinking, you know, kind of you, kind of just let it all go as you breathe and you move and and it's really fascinating like I just I find I find it fascinating and I find it so like impactful you know like for my life and you know for those who um, come to practice with me and for Alex as well like you can see the difference it's incredible. Yeah and it's interesting that you mentioned that you began your journey since you became a mum because it was the same with me um, I studied Reiki purely because I needed something to have you know it's the brain break is such a great way to describe it I needed a brain break I was worrying and becoming more anxious with being a mother and you have this tiny human who you care so much about who you want to protect and all you can think about is how you're going to do that so having those brain breaks is just whatever advice you use whether it's meditation or yoga or reiki or whatever it's it's all sort of the same concept isn't it of just taking that space for yourself and encouraging others to do it too exactly it's all about the space it's all about the space and the 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 joy that I have um as a yoga teacher is that I'm able to provide space I'm able to offer space um for you know for my um you know my yogis to come and just be you know however wherever you're at wherever you are in your journey just to come and just to be is it's so incredibly powerful um yeah just yeah blows my mind <laughs> yeah so I was actually we did one of your classes didn't we because one yeah. of uh so Joe, one of the um she's an artist isn't she and she does uh, classes for kids and she does her own art and you both combined uh, art and yoga uh, did, together. yeah yeah that was amazing <laughs> and you did sort of a mindfulness at the end as well didn't you sort of got us lying down and sort of using our breath and you combined like so many different factors the the visual with the body and then the mind it was like the perfect combination throughout the whole thing is that what you find like really powerful with all of your students yeah I find that I I find that when you when you practice yoga you're coming back into your own body so you're connecting your body mind and then deep down as far as the soul and and it and it takes time to move through that journey so I find that when um, yogis come to me initially it's kind of more about the physical um, having a bit of time out stretching um, strengthening as well because obviously there's that balance between the two you're not just stretching you're strengthening as well which is really important for our, you know for our physical health supporting our bones and you know making sure that we grow old healthily and well um, but then I find when my um, yogis are coming regularly and you kind of, you go on this journey and you, it's going to sound a bit woo-woo, <laughs> but you kind of, <laughs> you kind of pass through this space where you're like, okay, this is so much more than just the physical benefit that I'm getting from practicing yoga, because really what you're doing 
through your practice, through your movement, you're always coming back to your breath as you inhale and exhale, inhale and exhale. And that's really where you're coming back to. When you come back to your breath, you come back into your body. You're really, you're connecting back in with yourself so that you're, you're kind of, you're nourishing yourself. You're refilling your own cup, knowing how you're feeling, having that awareness. So you have that awareness in your body and your mind and your emotions as like I say, deep down as far as your soul. And I know it sounds like a bit out there, but honestly, when I when I talk about it, I actually feel I feel that emotion in me because I'm so I'm so incredibly grateful that I'm I'm on this journey and I'm I'm still going deeper and deeper, believe me. Um it's never ending, you know. There's so there's so so many places you can go. But I do find with my yogis that come to me, they're like, I don't know how I didn't practice yoga before, like, like how, like, and they can't imagine like a life without practicing yoga regularly um, because they've moved, you know, on that journey. And it's like a part of, it's like an intrinsic part of your life. It becomes that part of yourself. Um, yeah, it's really, it's really special. Oh yeah, because you can tell you're so passionate about it. I mean, even your face just lights up when you start talking about it. And how has it changed your life? Do you find that you're just more calm and you can handle situations better? For example, yeah. road rage, you know? <laughs> you know some people get <laughs> road rage in the car. Do, do you find that you're just like, oh, whatever? Yeah, actually, yeah. Like, I let things go a lot more easily than I used to. And, and I kind of feel like I, like, ride the waves, you know, because it's not always perfect. It's not always jolly. There's stuff that we have to deal with. And it's not all you know, it's not all fun, happy stuff. Like sometimes there's stuff that we have to deal with that's painful or challenging. Um, but if you can have your toolkit that helps you to kind of move with those challenges and kind of work with the ebbs and flows. So like, you know, so like, you know, sometimes with the kids, you know, you have to be really, really patient. You know that as a mum. Oh, yeah. And sometimes... <laughs> sometimes like something can just snap and you're just like <laughs> you know and your blood starts to boil and and in those moments I don't get me wrong I am not perfect and you know like you know there are moments where I'm like okay I can't I can't do this anymore mm. but I would say that I deal with it in a much more different way than I used to so maybe before I would kind of shout um kind of really lose it now I'm like, okay, I just need to take a step back, take a deep breath, and how am I going to deal with this? So I'm much more measured, I would say, in my responses. And the kids know that, I know that, and, you know, we kind of work together with it. And, like, we don't hold on to things for very long. Like, if we have an upset or, you know, like, we need to have firm words, Um there's always, we always say sorry. Like we practice saying that we're like, okay, sorry. And I'm, I'm very upfront with saying, okay, I didn't handle that very well. I'm really sorry. How are we gonna handle it next time? So uh, kind of because of my, because I've got my inner calm, I'm able to manage situations a lot better than I used to. And I'm so grateful for my practice, my, my yoga, my breath work. Oh my God, breath work is so powerful just by itself like even without the yoga practicing the yoga having the breath work being able to take a deep breath and then exhaling 
what, that... how how long for though the, the deep breath how long do right you... yeah tell us so so I've got um so I've been um through our practice um we practice those deep breaths and uh, recently I've called breath by mm-hmm. James uh James Nestor and um, he's basically talks through kind of the history of the breath and basically what it is, it's coming back to our breath and how important our breath is and how we can use it to our advantage. It's basically like our superpower. And through his studies, he basically says that the optimal inhale, exhale is 5.5 seconds. That's your optimum inhale, exhale. Right. Okay. So, you know, we breathe, some of uh, some of us, I would say probably quite a few of us, do actually breathe quite shallow. So we're breathing in the just the top portion of our lungs. Mm-hmm. And what we're doing there is we're, um, we're connecting to the receptors that take us into our sympathetic nervous system, which is our fight or flight. So your adrenaline's pumping, the cortisol's going, you're ready to fight or flight. Um, and that's where the shallow breath comes. So it's healthy to be in the parasympathetic, so be in fight or flight on occasion, but we don't want to be there all the time because you're narrowing the blood vessels, you're tensing up, you're ready to fight. And, you know, it's not good for the mind, it's not good for clarity, um, it's not good for that inner calm. So practicing breathing deep regularly can help you massively like you're releasing tension in your body you're opening up your blood vessels you're resting you're digesting um the focus is a lot better like I say when you're in those stressful situations where you don't need to fight or flight so you know if the kid's like I'm saying can you brush your teeth for the 10th time do I need to fight or flight no I don't I just need to take a deep breath and think how am I going to handle this a bit differently is this a 5.5 second breath every time you breathe? Yes. Oh, wow. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That so is, breathe. That's hard. <laughs> it's really hard. Really hard. It's, it's really hard. It is really hard. And I think that's why, I think that's why a lot of people practice yoga, meditation and breath work. Because you're in an environment where you're being reminded to breathe you're being reminded to breathe and slow it down because we're not as a as a society how we're conditioned we're conditioned to be like bam 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 mixing 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 what are we doing next what's the next club what's the next job what's the next thing we're never like and even when we're resting we're not actually resting we're maybe sitting still scrolling or you know thinking about the next job But how about if we could just spend two minutes every single day or five minutes every single day breathing really deep? Like if we could do that, the the quality of life, the quality of health improves massively. And then hopefully Um, nicer people will be as well. (laughs) Can you imagine if we all took our time and no one rushed around, everyone did yoga. yeah yeah everyone be like floating around and you know and and like I say you do need to be like those those fight or flight you do need that in situations you do need that but we don't want to be operating there all the time um it's really it's linked to 
you know, like disease, heart failure, blood pressure, like it, mental health, depression, anxiety, like you can go on and on. Being in that state constantly, that's not how innately, that's not how we're designed to be. We're designed to go and hunt for our food, eat our food, rest when we're hungry, go and hunt for our food, eat, rest. So that's kind of, it's taking it right back to, you know, to where we were, you know, where we began, you know, hunters and gatherers. Um, It's really fascinating, very, very fascinating. I mean, it's eye-opening and it just shows there's never an end to how much you can learn within this mindfulness and wellness journey to make yourself feel better or others around you. And speaking of, you work a lot with mothers and children. If there's anyone out there who's listening who thinks, I'm a little bit nervous to start something, I don't really have any time, what would you say their first step should be? So I would say, so I've got um, a toolkit um that I have so I've got my toolkit and the the first place where a mother should start is with self-compassion actually because um we're running around we're doing this we're doing that we've got to remember to do this we've got to remember to do that and um we feel like and it's a it's a lot of conditioning in terms of like conditioned by society you've got to keep going keep going keep going keep going and but then we're like hang on a second well what about me and then when you start to think about me and you take time for yourself then you're like oh no but I feel guilty I feel guilty for sitting down having a cup of tea and reading my book for five minutes during the day I should be you know working or running around or doing this that and the other um, actually, if you practice um, that self-compassion uh, mindset, saying to yourself, okay, if I take five minutes for myself, breathe deep, read a book, be selective about the reading, um, have a cup of tea, do something nice for myself, I know that that's going to start to refill my cup. And if I start to refill my cup, that means that when I'm needed elsewhere, you've got more patience, you're calmer, you're ready. So that's what I would say, it's the it's the self-compassion. And that's a lot to do with that self-dialogue, like saying to yourself, no, I need this, I need some time out. Because when I have time out, I'm feeling better in myself, in my mind, in my body, emotionally, um, then, you know, everyone wins, everyone's a winner. <laughs> it's so I call it. I call it a me too mindset. So it's not selfish, it's me too. So practicing that first of all. Mm. Because there is that guilt that you have. Oh, I could be doing the washing up or I could be, I don't know. There's just so much to do as a mother or a father or just a general human being nowadays. As you say, we're constantly in a rush. And I think especially being a new mother, my mum gave me everything. She gave me all of her time, everything, And I've always wanted to be a mother like her and give everything to my kids. But I did find that when I was giving everything and then not having any time for myself, that my brain just was in overdrive. I was used to thinking a lot because of work and having to be analytical. And then I didn't have that outlet to be analytical with anymore in that time when I was at home with a baby. And my brain just went into overdrive and I was worrying all the time. And it wasn't until I took those moments out to try to feel better about myself and just have those calm me too moments like you said um it just it was transformational and 
is that what your program's all about helping women to kind of find that space for themselves again yeah absolutely it's it's all about saying this you you need to practice this me too so that you can you know refill your cup um and there's another way of thinking about it my friend told me about it um you have a, a certain number of spoons that you can use during your day and um, she's a, a psychologist and she she's like okay you've got five spoons during your day how are you going to use your spoons and you have to use your spoons really wisely because once you use all your spoons you ain't got no spoons and that means you're going to be taking from your reserves so it's it's about saying me too it's about having boundaries so having your boundaries saying okay am I going to do that today do I need to do that right now can I do that another day what do I need right now so having that you know having that practice what do I need right now um, and encouraging mothers to practice that mindset. It is a practice and it and it is a daily, you know, it is a daily practice. Um, but it really does, it does work. You know, once you once it once it flicks, you know, that switch, once it flicks, you're like, right, okay, I need this. This this is going to be the positive result of me taking time for myself. Mm -hmm. Then everything starts to everything starts to kind of roll from there um so the self-compassion that's where it starts really to kind of give yourself permission to take care of yourself um and then practicing yoga um at least once a week at least once a week but then at home practicing you know the breath work each day so in the morning for example I don't pick up my phone straight away I might check the time um I need to get up and wake up Owen I don't start scrolling on my phone. I just try and if I wake up before my alarm, I just try and just lie there and just breathe deep and just have a little think about things and but not hang on to things. Just let, you know, let the mind just kind of wander in and out, just breathing deep in the morning, having those, having that moment just to take a bit of time before, before it all <laughs> because you can't stop the chaos can you but you're so right it's yeah. all about building those healthy habits is that right yes. for you that that was kind of the beginning just building those small but healthy habits um which leads to a positive mindset yeah and I find that so I find that so there's there's two sides of it so you've got your kind of practical the work that I do with um with my mums with young children so you've got the kind of the practical side of it so things like um I know people have said this before and they're like oh yeah do the night, bag the night before do the lunch the night before but it actually really helps <laughs> so like having the bags <laughs> mums are like oh my gosh yeah yeah we know about this we know about this but it does really help like I find it and sometimes we don't always do the bags the night before but I there is a notable difference doing the bags the night before not only for me but for the kids as well because they know that their bag is packed and even if you don't do the bag even if you write a list like today world book day piano day taking a book need to find a need to find a badge for Seren so that she could write her name on it and say who she was, need to find this, need to find that. And I was like, okay, I actually can't do it all right now because we're both hanging and we're both really tired. <laughs> I said, but, but the next best thing is that we write a list. <laughs> <laughs> 
So we wrote a list together. If you have that practical tool, toolkit, that's kind of, that's the practical side of things. But if you don't have the self-care, the inner calm, the breath work, the yoga, or, you know, kind of whatever, the meditation, whichever modality you use, if you don't have that inner peace and inner calm and an ability to take a deep breath when it doesn't quite go to plan, none of that practical stuff, I mean, you know, you're going to, you're going to lose it either way, whether you've got the stuff ready or not. Do you know what I mean? So, so actually you have to do, you have to practice that so that you've got your inner calm and, and, and if anything derails, like you think, okay, I've got the bag, I've got the bag. And then something's like, oh no, but I forgot I've got to do lunch today as well. Like, so you don't like go into a tailspin. You're like, okay, I need to do lunch as well. I take a deep breath and I do lunch and blah, blah, blah. Do you know what I mean? So it kind of, you have to do the two together. Like you have to have that under calm, underlying feeling of calm. Mm, like you said, back to the breath every time. Take a back breath and breath. go back to it. And you've also, you've started teaching children, haven't you? And that's yes. teaching them from a young age to build those healthy habits. What's that like teaching children? Oh my gosh, it's so much fun. They're absolutely yeah. brilliant. So um, so I've actually got, it's interesting. So I've got my, one of my ladies, um, she is, um, she practices with me. She's been practicing with me for years and she practices with me over lockdown as well. And her, I used to teach her eldest boy, who's now, he's like 15. And now I teach her youngest boy as well um, in the club. And she talks to me about how her eldest still practices his yoga now. And still, he even taught it to um, his scout um, scout colleagues. So like he was in charge of the group and he was like, you know, so he did it, you know, practiced it with the kids. Um, and she tells me about it all the time and, you know, like how they're integrating it at home. Um, but, you know, that's kind of a, a little aside there. But um, teaching the kids is really good fun. It's really good fun. And it's not all about, OK, you must be calm. We must be quiet. We must do this. We must do that. We do have a lot of fun because you need to release energy to be able to come back to the calm. Yeah. Um, so in the at the beginning of the class, they come in and have some mandalas and they come in and just to settle, have a snack, have a drink, pop to the loo, and, and they start to do some colouring. So I've got these beautiful mandalas and I change them up a little bit depending on the theme. Um, but I have different themes um, each half term. Um, this term is about um, the body um, and also practising um, uh, like looking at animals so last week we were talking about um invertebrates and vertebrates which is really fascinating they loved it um so we practice that and we do some learning so it's the my training um was based on kind of a montessori um montessori teachings so you teach the whole child so you're not just teaching them how to stretch or strengthen you're bringing in that kind of educational element as well Mm -hmm. um and honestly these kids they just know so much they're amazing like it's not just me talking and me teaching it's very interactive so they're like getting involved and they're like can we do this oh I know about this this is a fact you know like so it's a very interactive um time with them um 
so yeah, so we do colouring. That's how we settle at the beginning. Um, and then we will take turns. The children will take turns to open. So we play my chimes. Um, and we start with one chime, two chimes, three chimes, and say, breathe in, breathe out. And then all the children join in with the breathing. So one person leads it um, each week, the closing and the opening. Um, and then we warm up, do a sun salutation or like some other kind of warm up. Um, just to you know get everything a bit more mobile and then we go on our go on our journey um you know to the jungle or around the world or um we did a continents one where we had a continent song and they're like all singing the continent song the world gets fed up into continents and they're like can I do the continent song and I recorded it and it was just so gorgeous like it was really fun um so we read through our practice and then at the end, um, that's when we have our Shavasana and we have some meditation and I take them on a little journey. Saren gets involved in that actually. She does the meditation for me. My oh. little, uh, my buddy. Um, protege. <laughs> she's amazing. Yeah. She's so into it. I love it. And they lay there with their eye pillows on. They have a, I give them a beanie baby. Um, so I have a massive collection of beanie babies from when I was a kid. Um, you know, those you know, those little, I don't know if they're TYs or something. And then you lay it on your belly and then you breathe in and breathe out and it rises and falls, rises and falls. So they kind of have that moment at the end to um, kind of relax. And then we come up and then we play our chimes to close. Um, How important do you think it is for children to actually have that moment to be still? Because they are always running around and I always think, oh, you, you must need time. To relax as well yeah. do you find it changes the way that they react to situations too yeah yeah mm-hmm. and then I find that they I find that they're they're take they're, they're connecting with their own bodies as well and they're taking it to a level of calm and they're like oh I can do this you know like I think that like I was saying about being conditioned in society to go 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 that starts at such a young age you know, with the kids and the clubs and the education and one club after another, club every night, club every night, homework, you know, everything they've got to do, socialising, you know, their play dates and everything. It's very rare that they are practising just being calm and breathing. And it doesn't have to be very long, Sophia. Like, it it literally can be like 10 breaths. That's, That's just the best place to start. Or even three breaths, like we do... You know, like we do in our opening, we practice three inhales and exhales. That's that's how we open, that's how we close. And even noticing like the expansion of the rib cage, the lungs, and the rising and the falling. And we do the we touch the neck so we can feel the heart rate. Like so we do like activities where we do a train, we're holding onto the ribs, we're like, you know doing like the fast breathing then we stop and then we feel the you know the uh, heart rate touch everywhere and they're like oh yeah heart rate's going fast but now we're breathing deeper slower so you're kind of noticing connecting with the body so powerful yeah it's awesome it's really awesome and I think they do that they practices at home and they do it you know like with their parents now let's do it down with dog or they do a bit creative they're like see my look what I created at the weekend you know and one of and my yogis oh, sorry, no, you I, was just gonna, I was just gonna say one of my yogis there was a bit of a tense moment at home 
And he said, this is what we need to do. He was like, put your hands, you say kind thoughts, kind words, kind actions. I was going to actually ask, has any of your children said that they've gone home and inspired their parents to then take up yoga? I, I So I've got, so I do have some yogis who, like the, the children come and I do have some parents who, oh yeah, so I've got another lady, she's, she's going to come I think next week. Um, so I do think that they're like, oh, I think there's something in this, you know, like yeah. the kids are benefiting from it, um, you know, and yeah, it's really special. It's and it's great to get in at a young age. Like if you can get in at a young age and get them to practice slowing down and breathing, it's awesome. Mm-hmm. It's really, it's very, very special. And I love going into the school for, they have those, um, you know, they have wellness week. Mm-hmm. Um, every year I always go in um, to the school and I do like a 15 minute session with um, each of um, each of the years um, from nursery right up to year six um, and um, you know they're always like oh yeah you know hi Laura you know it's the yoga teacher you know and they're all they're like, oh remember when we did that remember when we did that you know and I do that at home and you know so it's um, they definitely they definitely take it on definitely take it on and take it home with them it's really special of course you've you've included children and it's a great healthy habit as well to start with but so for adults many men for example find it hard to think about getting into yoga you've said you've influenced your husband and do you find that still a thing times are changing people are becoming more open-minded about this sort of thing uh gender is more fluid nowadays is is that making a difference to more men attending your classes so I would say on the whole, um, so I did used to have um, men come to practice with me, um, but I do have, uh, it's all women at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I would say is um, there are certain uh, studios um, in like, for example, um, in Cobham, the, the one that I go to, um, you, you see maybe one or two men, sometimes three per class out of 14. So it's still majority women. Um, and the studio who I trained with, the company who I trained with, Fierce Race, maybe more men. Um, so a little bit more, they're more central in London. Maybe the younger, um, younger crowd, um, the new generation. So I would say there are more men who are practicing. And I think that, I think that, I mean, I'm not a man, so I can't, shouldn't speak for men, but I think that potentially men or actually even some women are like, I'm not flexible, so I can't do yoga. That kind of is, you know, like men who are, you know, like out really, you know, who are like going to the gym or are rugby players or Mm -hmm. runners or cyclists. Um, who potentially have very tight hamstrings um, who are like who and uh, who actually don't want to go there like they don't want to really get deep into the hamstrings because it's uncomfortable and it is strong and um, so I would say that um, more men are getting into it but there's still a way to go um, in terms of seeing you know half and half for example mm-hmm um do you find in the younger generation that more boys are coming to your classes now so it's more mixed group yeah I I would say so 
I would say in, so when I was practicing um, in London, when I was uh, doing my training for his grace, mm-hmm. um, there were a lot of men, like I would say probably maybe one, maybe one third, I would say not quite half, um, but maybe one third. So I would say probably the younger generation are starting to, you know, kind of practice more um, mm-hmm. in terms of the men. Um, but around kind of locally around here, um, I don't see that many men who are practicing. There might be some men only classes. Um, I have seen um, one of the local teachers um, advertising men only classes. So I believe that there are some available and sometimes men feel more comfortable with that. Um, can, it, can it help prevent injury for people who have higher oh my gosh. muscle mass? Yeah. Yes. Yes. So when you're so so when you're practicing your deep your stretching, so your yoga, um you're when you're releasing, you're lengthening, like for example, your hamstrings or your, you know, you're kind of you're creating length and also creating length in your spine and having agility, you know, kind of in your joints. So you're strengthening, but it's so important to stretch as well so that you've got the fluidity between the both. So you've got balance between strength and flexibility. So the fierce grace um, method is that you balance your strength and your flexibility because it's important to have both. So for example, if you're really flexible, you can obviously enjoy being really flexible and getting into the stretches. But also it's actually really important to build strength, to build muscle mass, because as we age, we need that strength to support our skeletal system. Um, So it's really important to be strong. But also, if we're really strong, but we don't have flexibility, that is going to affect us in our mobility. So it's really important to be able to stretch and strengthen. So you're kind of ebbing and flowing between the both so that having that you know balance between the two so if you have like um you know a football player or uh, a cyclist or a rugby player um or someone that goes to the gym often um like for example I know I know Alex probably should be confessing this he does a little bit of stretching you know after the gym but he doesn't stretch anywhere near as much as he would if he went to a yoga class. And I know that that will prevent injury. So so it's a lot of it is to do with injury prevention. Mm-hmm. Because if you if you pound too hard, like if you're running or you're um, you know, you're working those uh, your joints and your muscles too hard, actually it's really important to bring it back to the stretch as well. So you've got the balance so you're not getting injured. Um, so a lot of it is about injury prevention actually and longevity um, so it's really important to have both um, both the you know both sides of both sides of the coin as it were <laughs> yeah and help you as you get older because aging is such a yes you know we're, we're an aging population we need to learn how to look after our joints and prevent injury I suppose don't we as we get older mm. yeah and you know recovery and um, recovery is really important mm. um so you know if something does happen so you know kind of taking that time to to recover and kind of rein it in a bit mm. um you know that, so as someone really inspirational Laura because you have inspired many people on your journey 
to become more mindful and therefore be happier and lead healthier lives. Um, who is your inspiration? I'll give you a minute because I know that can be a tough question. You feel the pressure. Yeah. My inspiration. So I would actually say, so can it be a combination? It can, yeah, of course. It can be anything you choose. <laughs> We're free-flowing and fluid here on this podcast. <laughs> my inspiration and my initially in terms of becoming a yoga teacher, I would say it's the teachers that I've been taught by um, who were on my journey. And I've actually got a number of teachers who I'm very much inspired by even now. Um, so... Um, my teachers, I would say, Amanda Free, she she really supported me um, at the beginning. And through my, you know, through my teacher training, Michelle Panetta, who's the Fierce Grace founder, she was incredible. Um, and then I would say, I would say actually it's it's my family that's who inspire me and motivate me to, you know, to keep going on my journey because you know without them what's it all about do you know what I mean like I've got I've got a beautiful family who you know kind of I'm creating these human beings or guiding these human beings who are going to go out into the world so they inspire me to kind of be my best look after myself so that I can be the best mum that I can be but Al as well you know like be the best wife that I can be and it's not always easy you know what it's like in in relationships you've got to Gonna keep that old flame burning. Um, Absolutely. But you know, yeah. Having that, you know, having that inspiration, that motivation to be to look after myself so I'm the best version of myself, so that then I can, you know, be the best, best for my family and and my friends and and my yogis, you know, they inspire me as well massively. My yogis inspire me. Mm. you know because they're just they're incredible like they come back they practice every week you know they take it all on and it's they're on their journey as well and you know without them as well I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be here so so I would say sorry it's not one person I've got a combo <laughs> you can have a combo <laughs> It's okay. You'll probably go away and think, oh, I didn't say them or you come from a lot of gratitude, Laura. That's why you're grateful for a lot of things, which is a wonderful way to be. So I am grateful. Well, thank you so much. Lastly, before we go, I just want to know how we can find you online and your classes. Thank you, Sophia. So um, I've got um, a website, um, which is um, juvoliving.com. So J-U-V-O living.com. And um, you can find all my classes on there um, and my Instagram and Facebook links. (laughs) (laughs) It's all about Juvo Living. So can I just say just very quickly, so the name of my company, which I don't think I, I probably haven't spoken about a lot like why is it juvo living so juvo is actually latin for help support further guide um others um so that's the juvo that's where that comes from i don't think we've ever actually had this conversation before um so that's where the juvo comes from and then the living is living that way of life so you embrace embrace it in your life and you live that way of life and um, so that's that was born from a you know from back when I was training we were having dinner with some friends we were like 
you know what what should we what should we be calling it and someone was like do you baby thing I was like yeah that's the one that's the one so yeah you can find me on my website and then I'm on Facebook as well and uh, Instagram, Shivo Living, um, Yoga with Laura. Uh, see ya. Brilliant. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Laura, for coming. You've been incredible. And oh. we can all go away breathing 5.5 second breaths everywhere we go now. But thank you so much. <laughs> thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you so, thank you, Sophia. Thanks so much for having me. It's been, it's been wonderful. Thank you very much. I feel honoured.